Hello and welcome back to Into Riverdale, a Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am your uh, electoral candidate, and joining me is my running uh, Daniel, and joining me is my running mate Jesse. So, okay, remember when we talked about being dad the de- last episode? Mm, yeah. Um, it turns out two days later there was a uh, attempted coup. Um. Oh yeah. 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 That happened. Uh. Also, I don't know. It's hey, yeah, it's me, Jesse. Um, I'm still uh trying to um. I don't know. Feel okay about America anyway? Because I had like a little bit of hope. Mm. You know, I don't have much hope. In the first place, it's a lot of it's gone. That being said, cool energy you've brought here today, Jesse. Yeah, real cool energy. <laughs> that being said, this episode made me real uncomfortable. Um, again, uh, you know, you know how I said I wish they would stop bringing up real life stuff in the really funny and weird show mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you know is fake. Maybe don't bring gay conversion therapy into it. Yeah. Maybe don't bring really pointed homophobia when you've had almost no homophobia in the show at all up to this point. Had they have any hope for me in the show? Besides with... Uh, I I mean, Kevin's, like, talked around it. Yeah, but... Like, he, he, they haven't really shown it, but he's, like, talked around the fact that there's homophobia, I guess. But, but, like, I don't know. They didn't show it on screen. Like, it's different from saying that it exists, like, acknowledging that it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a real-world thing. Don't, don't bring up torture camps for gay kids, please. Yeah. I don't know. It sure was a choice. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of choices in this episode, and most of them made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, Again, very cool of Betty to like not report. It, it, it was it's the Sisters of Quiet Mercy again. Obviously, it's their like default bad place for scary things. Um, so they're like, yes, we take in pregnant girls, and we also run a gay conversion camp, and like Betty's just like. Not gonna tell anyone about that. Got the info I needed about my brother slash complete stranger I've let into my house. So I'm just gonna let you guys keep on doing what you're doing. What, what, Thanks. What happens when they find a gay pregnant teenager? Oh man, that's just the jackpot right there, I know, isn't they're, it? They're probably just like, ooh, <laughs> I get to torture you in so many ways. Uh, I wonder if there's like a discount rate for that. Because I'm assuming there's, you know, a fee for the pregnancy and a fee for being gay. Um... I, w- I wonder if, you know, if you can get, like, a, a BOGO deal, if you're both. Also, remember when I said I liked uh, a Penelope Blossom? Um, I, I'm, I lied. I don't like her. I was lying. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for lying to you. <sighs> it's almost like Penel- Penelope Blossom got milkshake ducked, except for she's just always been an awful person. It was just in other ways that were like cartoon villain and fun. <laughs> yeah, and this one's a little less that. She got milkshake ducked so hard. It's like it's like whatever you uh, it's like whatever you realize the person who uh, 
did the pog champ uh, face uh, oh, was yeah. actually well. I'm I'm saying it's not really a milkshake, Doug, because she's been awful in like many <laughs> other ways than this. It's just we've been. It's just like she's so over the top about it. We're like, oh, fun. But like she is a bad person. She's always been a bad person. So, oh wait, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a real life example because there are examples of this. Uh, I can't think of one. Never mind. I don't know. Penelope Blossom's the only one I have right now. All yeah. Right. Um. Let's just let's just get into this sucker. This is Riverdale season two, episode sixteen, chapter twenty nine. Primary colors. Okay, I have a question for it. Cause, uh, yeah. Do you, Do you think Penelope's fucking Claudius? Uh, I probably. <laughs> she seems to have a thing for Blossom men. You know, she was with Clifford. That she fucked Hal. Now Claudius is here, so she's like, yeah, okay. Oh wait, what if she's doing like a, like a Machiavellian thing where she's trying to get make a new Blossom heir? That's not Cheryl, cause she clearly hates Cheryl a lot. Yeah, true. I mean, maybe. Wait, okay, wait. I have a question for you. Do you think her mm. blatant homophobia uh, was just covered up and she was just shitty to Cheryl because of it? Or did, did she hate Cheryl on top of her being, uh, like... Oh, I, I think bi- she hated... I think she's got, like, a lot of internalized misogyny on top of that. Okay. I mean, she's uh, she's like a waspy rich lady i i assume she's got like all the bad takes you can get uh just all wrapped up in one probably yeah uh so sorry we're out of the recap now right yeah mm-hmm. betty's confronting because last we left off we found out chick wasn't um doesn't have blossom blood and now betty's like i fucking knew it you fucking weirdo you fucking stranger that i let oh god i let a complete strange man into my house what have i done well okay so, we get, at this point, Alice uh, being, again, remarkably chill, is just like, yeah, you know, Chick is my son, but, like, Hal isn't the father. Yeah, think- so, apparently... <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if the I fir- want to spoil first, this. Uh, I don't know yeah, if I the want first to- visit to Quiet Mercy, um, apparently that wasn't Hal's kid, so... But Chick also gives Betty a creepy smile, so maybe he's still full of shit. I don't know. Well, well, I do want to. Uh, I do want. I do want to say something real quick because this is a very small piece later. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Alice uh, knows the allure of Jones men. Oh yeah. So you know, it might be FP's kid. I don't know. Uh yeah, I mean Betty asked her that, and she says no chance. But but who knows? Alice probably lies about things. <laughs> Alice. Well, Alice was was feeding her child Adderall. Oh. Yeah. And hid a whole other kid from her. You know, I mean... And now just revealed just now that the first kid was not with her current husband. So, you know, it's just reveal after reveal after reveal. Who knows what's the truth? Yeah. Uh, After... So why is is Kevin in this scene? I don't know. Real quick, do you think? Uh, Because he... Because he's technically a season regular now, so I guess he has to be on show on the... Like in shots every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, that's right. It's because Andy Cohen's here, the actual oh reality person. I Andy Cohen shows up. God, yeah. I'm gonna be real honest. I think I looked down and wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and they like 
Veronica like turns to that camera and is like, and now for Bravo's <laughs> own Andy Cohen. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. God damn it. He they mentioned him a few other times. They're like, man, isn't Andy Cohen great? So glad Andy Cohen can come. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh man. Uh so yeah, uh, basically Hal's doing like this little puff piece on Sodell and the um and uh, her running for mayor. And her running for mayor. Yeah. And um, and then Andy Cohen was there to endorse Hermione, and Kevin was there to meet Andy Cohen. So that's how it all comes together. Yep. Oh, man, I forgot that Archie's just, like, a real dummy. Oh, yeah. Molly Ringwald's back in this episode, and they gave her a monologue, and it's great. Yeah. I just remember that. That was really fun. I enjoyed that. We'll talk about it when it gets there, but... um. A lot of this episode is uh, Fred putting out very good points on why a private prison's terrible, and Archie being like, "Well, no, uh I love my new dad now." Like, do we do we need to sit Archie down and talk about the Carceral State and how, like, Southside High, which was is basically specifically designed to just funnel people into prison. Like, stuff like that, low-income, like, Well, schools. now you don't have to worry about that, because that school doesn't exist anymore, Jesse. Well, well, yeah, because it turned into a prison, which is what yeah. high schools are based off of. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Oh. All right, easy there, Fuku. <laughs> uh, whatever. I've... Isn't it fucked up that you pronounce it Fuku and not Foucault? Foucault? Fuck the French. Foucault? That's all I have to say. It's Foucault. I think... Is it Fuc- no? It's, it's Fuku, right? It's Foucault. It's Foucault. Hold on, I'm pausing it so we can look up how to pronounce Fuku. I'm pretty sure it's Fuku. It's Foucault. It's Foucault. You don't pronounce um, most of it, but it's Foucault. I read. I read like the Panopticon and the of the the one he did about violence and state. But to Whoa. be fair, though, like it is. But like the whole like prison, like not prison. Uh, the way American school system is set up, it's it's designed to make you a good capitalist or a prisoner, pretty much. Jesse, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this YouTube video. Uh, it's one of those YouTube videos that teaches you how to pronounce things. And um, I I have some unfortunate news for you it's here. Foucault. It has to be. That's what. <laughs> That's how what all I right, said. All, all right, are you Polish. ready? Are, are you ready? Here, here it comes. Okay. Michel Fuku. Okay. Michel well, Fuku. guess what? I was. I read the books. I did not. I was not told by a French person how to say the name. Also, yeah, they pronounce his first name Michel. Like fuck the French. Well, it is a silly place. Well, I, I I do argue. I will argue that the only the only language worse to learn. Is uh then English is French? Yeah, there's too many vowels with that motherfucker. Well, I can't deal. Yeah. Uh, so Ethel says a very formal sounding uh thing to Veronica. She's like, "We find you guilty, and here's your punishment." And then just dumps a shake on her head. It was that was weird. Well, it's weird she didn't get a brain aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. I don't know if that's going to come through on our recording, but no, if it, it will. does... it um, will. Okay. No. I don't know. You said that for the uh, More You Know one, and then it wasn't, and then I didn't edit it in, so we all just sounded stupid in that one. Well, no, it, it showed up on my waveform, so... Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, they're basically just talking about how Ethel's dad 
or Ethel. And right, Blue. reminding the viewer that uh, Hiram Lodge ruined uh, the uh, Muggs' lives, basically, and almost caused their father-slash-husband to kill himself. Yeah. Um, and Veronica's being like, oh, I feel bad, but who cares? Oh, here's Reggie, uh, Reg for Prez, hell yeah, bro. Oh, this is, this is a fucking awful line. I got some nuts to top off that milkshake. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Fuck. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest. I forgot what Reggie looked like because he hasn't been in the show like at all. Yeah. And I'm just like, who the fuck is this? And then he came off with that line. I'm just like, oh, yeah. there he is. And then uh, we faded out, kind of like to show that like Veronica is getting so angry she's bla- uh, she's blocking out the noise. But I'm pretty sure he was talking about fucking her mom at that point. And then she decks him, and it's very good. Okay. So okay, okay. So my my playback is a little choppy right now mm. and it looked like she was doing the arthur's uh, fist beep for a moment <laughs> she does actually yeah <laughs> which wait would that would have been relevant at this point in time uh i am positive that's not what they were going well, for no, no, but no, maybe but, well i mean wait this is 2018 yeah give or take okay huh 17. I mean, also, people do just clench their fists but, when they're about to punch but, someone. But no, so, it was like, just the framing of the shot was yeah. looked like the meme. I mean, they've, they've done the same kind of framing for Betty when Betty goes dark Betty. I don't I, think see, it was an uh, intentional reference, well, but certainly you could meme it as such. Okay, okay. You know, it just looked, okay, it just looked more intentional. <laughs> but whatever. Um. Also, someone tried to get into Cheryl's room last night, and she's feeling very paranoid. Yeah. Uh, that's all that, that scene was about. Um, and that her parents, or sorry, uh, Vanessa's parents uh, berate her because they told her to keep a low profile while they've got this whole Veronica. mayor election thing. You said Vanessa. Sorry, Veronica. <laughs> yeah, Veronica. Uh, uh, while they have this whole mayor election thing and private prison thing going, they want her to lay low and not draw attention. And so they're like, we just told you to do that, and then you decked a guy. Uh, fucking stop. We're your parents. We know better than you. And so, naturally, what does she decide to do? Run for student body president. Well, to be fair, like Hermione did say, you're supposed to be our obedient little girl. Like yeah. she was, like she's not a teen yeah. who will immediately disobey her. There, there are a lot of people running for different things in this episode. <laughs> you know, I, to be honest, it, it got it got to the point where I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. No, I got, I got you. So... Uh, Veronica is running for student body president. Jughead is also running for student body president. Betty used to be Veronica's running mate, and now is Jughead's running mate. Uh, Hermione Lodge is running for mayor. And then Fred Andrews is also running for mayor. Uh, and in all of that, Josie's also playing some Machiavellian revenge games against, uh, Veronica. Yeah, there's a lot going on vis-a-vis electing people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the uh, the the time I live in. I'm just kind of tired of electoral politics right now. Even fake <laughs> electoral politics. <laughs> see, okay, every single time I see one of the producers whose name is Connie Dauphin, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. And here's just a solid minute and a half of uh, Tony Topaz dancing sexy, uh, ostensibly as a Vixen's tryout. Yeah, and um, of course, uh, the horn dog for anyone remotely sapphic towards her, Cheryl, oh, yeah. uh, is the one who obviously gets to say who gets to join because she's the leader. Right. Um, so why not immediately say 
Yes. Um, and the new new inner circle. No longer do we have uh, Cheryl's two lackeys. You remember those people from like the first three episodes of season one? I do remember. Yeah. Now now it is Josie, Tony, Veronica, and Betty are her inner circle, and she has invited all of them to a sleep uh, mandatory sleepover at Thistle House. I know I keep on bringing this up, but like. Just, I love the way Cheryl talks. It's like, it's such a perfect fusion <laughs> of like Rothering Heights, like Jade Eyre shit. Yeah, and, it's and very stuff. strange. I love it. Uh, when when we get to her confiding in her inner circle at the sleepover, I'm going to put that whole thing in there because that's an insane monologue they gave her. <laughs> it's so good. And then we have a, we had a scene where Fred is talking to Hermione about, I want to like leave this whole yeah. relationship of we have I have with you and Hiram. Um and then we cut to uh Hiram is uh kind of pumping Archie for information because he heard uh Jacob's on a hunger strike currently in protest of the demolition of South Side High. Oh we will have a discussion later. Cause remember our often not used um burger count? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't... We're going to have to discuss I think something. that one counts because I can see him chewing. Mm, um, okay, I well, we're going to have to pause because we're going to have to count. Uh, yeah, we, we will... The the jury will deliberate, okay. but um, Hiram tells uh, Archie to give the bad news to Jughead, which is that they've escalated the uh, timetable for the demolition from whenever to two weeks from now, I think it said, um, which Jughead says is illegal. They're supposed to give six-week notice, and Archie's like... But prisons are cool, Jughead. Oh, here's where the, the writers heard us, Jesse, and they're addressing it. Here, let me... Because uh, we've been talking on and on and on since, you know, six episodes ago. Sure is fucking weird how, like, Jughead has suddenly become super committed to the South Side when uh, he's gone to Riverdale this whole time. Yeah. And uh, here, Archie says the exact same thing we've been saying, which is like, bro, you've been with the Serpents for, like, a month. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And so now they're trying to, the writers are trying to retcon this back, and uh, Jackhead's like, you know I grew up on the South Side, right? This is, like, a symbol of the South Side, and we can't let it go, because that's, like, letting the South Side go. It's bullshit. Uh, it doesn't make sense. We're just gonna, we're just gonna roll with it, though. Yeah, it just, I just... I'm glad, like, yeah, why wasn't like, Archie... Never, it's the last, last tangible thing I have of my family, uh, one of which I still live with in our home that was also a tangible symbol of our family. Like, man, it's... Okay, I have a question for you. Out of all the people... Yes. Out of all the people who are left of, that we could say are possibly good out of the teens... Yes. Yes. Could you... In theory, say that Jughead is misguided, but still technically good. Uh, I think Jughead has the best intentions out of... Well, I guess they all have good intentions. Uh, yeah, I think Jughead's the closest to being not shitty. Because, I mean, Veronica's uh, I, I would out. Agree with that. Veronica's out already. Veronica's out. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm real close to saying Betty is as well. Um, 
Betty's a little bit of a mess, and she's got that whole dark Betty thing going on. Yeah, Betty's like real close to just. I'm just. I'm willing to throw her out with Veronica right now. She's on thin fucking ice. Yeah, and also she does hang out and support Veronica. Archie, at least until the end of this episode. Now Archie, Archie's uh, Archie's just a golden retriever boy. Whoever talks yeah. to him last, he's the most loyal to. So I, I, I you know what? He's a puppy who gets treats by everyone, so he loves whoever uh, who gives him <laughs> treats last. So you know. I gave him that. He's too dumb to be bad, I think. Alright, I, I need to... Uh, I, I, I want to point out this, and I had to rewind out a bit for this, because um, Archie's like... Sorry. Archie's like... Uh, it makes me sick that you're my best friend and we're disagreeing on this, or whatever. We can't see I die. And then Jughead says something like it's a reference to something, but it's just, like, insane. Uh, I'll put the full thing in, but he says... Kind of like when you and your best friend are two trains running on the same track in opposite directions. Destined to collide. What does that mean? <laughs> oh my, okay. I forgot about this scene. Yeah. Okay. Also, one, this scene's insane, but I just wanted to wrap up that last scene saying it really felt like he was, he wanted to make a Batman v Superman reference and WB just wouldn't clear it. Okay, so. <sighs> yeah, and the one-two punch of going from that scene directly into this scene. Jesse, do you want to give us a little description of what's going on? I forgot about this because I looked down on my phone when I was watching this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But we have all of the River Vixens. Well, actually, okay, we have all the River Vixens uh, inner circle brushing each other's hair as if they're like, as if they're like in a cult. It looks culty, yeah. right? Yeah, it's very uh, leaning heavily on the Victorian half of of uh, Cheryl's personality. I think. Yeah, and Cheryl... Also, uh, I, I do want to point out briefly, uh, they, they had Josie on the end of the line, so no one had to figure out how to brush black hair. Oh my god. At least they were smart enough to make him one of the people not look extremely dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is that iconic Cheryl monologue about how she fe- fears for her life and feels that uh, her mom and Claudius are plotting to kill her. Oh, and, and, and I'll Nana. just put this whole thing in because it's and Nana. Kill her and Nana. And I'm gonna put it in because it's fucking great. Inner circle, cousin Betty, I didn't just bring you to Thistle House for a girlish slumber party. The truth is, I'm terrified of being alone here. There's a stranger in this house. My uncle Claudius. He's as mad as the sea, and ever since he blew in, I feel like I'm in mortal peril. Wait, I'm confused. Is this real or are we playing a game? All too real. TT. I fear they're plotting against me and Nana Rose. Mumsy cultivates esoteric herbs in the conservatory. Tannis root, jimson weed. I'm afraid to eat for fear of being poisoned. Cheryl, are you sure you're not imagining things? Well, she is Josie, then maybe I am too. There's a stranger in my life as well. Chick, with him lurking behind every corner, my house feels... Dangerous. Deadly. I sympathize. Um, and then fucking Betty. This is why Betty's not okay, a good you know person. What? This you, is why Betty. Betty's not a Fuck, good person. Okay, you know what? Fuck Betty. Betty is out of the bathwater. She is. She's. <laughs> God damn it! I hate Betty right now. It's so funny. So like, all right, so Cheryl, in in a very Cheryl way, but she is saying essentially, I legitimately am afraid that people are targeting my life in this house. And Betty's like, Girl, I know exactly how you feel. No, you. F- it's like there's a stranger in my house too. Chick's just always around. You know my brother? It's just so weird, right, Cheryl? That's the same thing. God. Fuck off. Damn it. This isn't about you, Betty. 
Betty, for one goddamn second, shut up. She, like, Cheryl is clearly uncomfortable in this yeah. scene, too. <laughs> it's not about you, Betty. God not damn it, Not everything's Betty. about you. Fucking hell, Betty. Get the hell out of this. Get get out of the sleeping uh, the sleepover now. Yeah. So three of them are sleeping at the foot of the bed, and then Tony and Cheryl are sharing uh, the big four poster bed. And Cheryl is basically like, "Yeah, um, they're only here because I know my mom wouldn't let me just invite you. I want to fuck." And Tony's like, "Yeah, I ate. sounds good." Yeah, I'm really basically. into making people watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then they almost kiss, but they hear a noise outside. Uh, which we'll get to in just a sec. <laughs> Sorry, they have to almost kiss here first. Oh, what's that noise? And they all run out yep. and see Nana Rose sprawled on the ground, having fallen down the stairs. Or has she fallen? Perhaps. She was pushed. And she was definitely pushed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no way she... I love this scene because the officer uh, is explaining for the audience, basically, oh, that should have killed her. She sure is lucky to be alive. And then Penelope Blossom basically looks at the camera and says, Ah, uh, yes. That's her sundown syndrome that she has. That's why she fell, officer. Yeah. No one pushed her. No one would ever think of pushing her, so someone would gain more power. Also, I'm definitely not fucking my brother-in-law. Yep. Which, actually, if you think about it, like, you know, Blossoms are all about fucking cousins and, and brother-in-laws, yeah. so... What could be more blossom than that, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, uh, so, yeah, Molly Ringwald's here because Fred needs legal help to get out of his contract with Lodge Industries. Yeah. Yeah, apparently she's the big guns. And also, I don't know, hinting at them getting back together. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she is like a lawyer in Chicago. I guess that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's a lot it's of probably not as impressive as the lawyers that Hiram Lodge can hire if he wants to, but I'm sure she does fairly well at her practice. Well, I mean, Hiram doesn't need lawyers. He has a golden retriever boy. He'll no, do yeah, whatever. That too. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure Archie would kill for Hiram right now if he asked. Uh yeah. I mean that was the whole thing with uh did it bother you when my cable executed that guy? Huh, Archie? No? Great. Sounds good. So, Veronica is doing this. I This has to be somehow illegal. <laughs> but she she's giving a cupcake, and she has a kissing booth as well. Yeah. She's just like, yo, I'll, like, I'll, I'll give you some fancy cupcakes. Also, I'll, you know, hit that dangly thing in the back of your throat with my tongue. Blah, 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 right there. Um, yeah. But she, uh, but yeah, Ethel pops by, and... Um, she says something about this is gross. Yeah, and then Ronald's like, "No, I want to make reparations. I'm working it out with my parents. Your dad's gonna get a job at the prison, um, which is a pretty like out of touch rich girl thing to think is like what would make it okay. So I like that. Also, like prison guards have like a, it's kind of a dangerous job, and also have high rates of suicide. Um, so um, mm. you know, also it kind of makes them a cop." I don't. I wouldn't want to make a friend a cop. Yeah, uh, but Veronica's not a good person, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, also, another mention of the riots during Jughead's big speech yeah, here. Jughead, Jughead has a speech with all the former South Side students, yeah. and they're just like, "I don't give a shit. 
Why do we should we care? Also, okay, so they mentioned the riots. Apparently, the serpents kept it safe from the white riots. Can mm-hmm. they just tell me what the fucking riots were about already? Um, I they haven't as of season three. Maybe season four will delve into that rich history of Riverdale. Well, maybe fourth the fourth season will be about how the yeah. cults they had in the third season whipped up a magical spell <laughs> that made everyone angry. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're all not super invested because no one likes Southside High, but then Jughead rolls a really good charisma, uh, charisma roll and convinces them that this is actually important. They should do something. Yeah. And we'll see more of that later. Yeah, we get like a little insert um, scene. Oh where... god, I forgot that Kevin comes back for this scene. <laughs> oh my god, I wanted to forget that this existed. Yeah, Kevin's at Betty's house having milk and cookies with Chick. Um, because they had continued video chatting, you know, on the sex cam site after uh, the whole catfishing thing fell through. And then Kevin snitched on Betty. So Kevin has to know that he's like, what, 16 now? Yeah, and Shake's definitely 18 plus. I mean, it was on his it was on his bio. It was right there. Yeah, so he's like, at best, he's he's uh, doing like Romeo and Juliet laws. Like, yeah. <laughs> at worst, he's yeah. just a pedophile. Oh, um, well, I think that Chick is using Kevin. I don't think Chick's actually interested in Kevin. Well, Kevin apparently likes an older man, though. Well, Kevin needs to stop it because he's... Yeah, <laughs> Kevin needs... Yeah, Kevin, Kevin needs should, to stop. Kevin should reassess his life choices a little bit. Um, And then Betty says, you know nothing about my darkness, but you will. And that's not as threatening as you think it is, Betty. You know nothing. It really isn't. Well, yeah, it's, it's not. Like, Chick's, Chick's tiny, but like, you're you're about the same size. I think he, I think he's scrappy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Is the dude who lives in a place where his landlord will shiv him going to be tougher than the girl who's lived in a suburban house her whole life? I think so. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes she puts on a wig. <laughs> um, so uh, we are at Vixen practice and Veronica's asking uh, Josie to come sing a song with her uh, to help, you know, boost those votes. And Josie's like, of course, girl, we're best besties. Spoilers, they're not besties. I don't know if I care about this scene. Yeah, no, this is just a little insert. Um, It's not important. The important thing is that we learn that uh, Jughead and the Serpents are chaining themselves to Southside High, and then Hiram calls Archie to go deal with it, basically. His little baby enforcer. Hey, I know your best friend is chained to, to high school, but... I'm going to just ask you to do increasing amounts of things that will make him not like you. Yep. Because I'm your dad now. Yep. Yeah, Archie apparently doesn't understand how, like, chaining yourself to things works. Uh, He's like, dude, they're going to tear this place down in two days. What are you doing? You can't chain yourself to this. No, they're not, because they're chained to the building, and no one's going to fucking demolish a building with people chained to it, Archie. That's the whole point. Although also two days ahead of schedule. It seems like you got there a little early, but... uh... Betty does a real fucking weird thing here. Yeah. uh... She she has like a Zippo and she's like running the flame like kind of close to his face. uh, Chick's face. 
it like doesn't work at first because that's not something people normally wake up from. So she has to try it a few times before he wakes up. Yeah, she does like this really lame thing about I caught five people. They're dead. And, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, they're not dead because of you. And uh, I mean, I, I, I guess you're like Nancy Drew or whatever, but it's. No, according well, according to uh, according to our good friend Mike, uh, Nancy Drew, um, she's not Nancy Drew either. In this <laughs> universe, so, uh, so yeah, it's the morning, and uh, Betty is going to bring some, I guess, some something warm for yeah for, for them to drink, and they're miserable because they're hungry. And um, I don't and know. Also, it's like raining. <laughs> also, I don't know what Jughead is talking about. Be like, yeah, it'd be real bad if they did any. If Carol Keller did anything because it'd be a bunch of teens. Be like, I've cops are willing to beat up and shoot teens all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could name like five, like from last year off the top of my head without looking. So yeah. Uh. Of course, you know, this might be the crazy world where cops aren't just jackbooted thugs who will shoot anything <laughs> that doesn't say yes, sir, to them. Um, I mean, I think it helps that this is like a small town where everyone knows everyone. Um, but yeah, also, it you know, cops would just manhandle them. I mean, their parents are there to the side. The adult serpents are ready to step in if cops try it. So I guess that's something. Uh, but uh, now we're at the uh, the... God, I forgot that they sing a song about suffrage. It's great. I, <laughs> it's like a schoolhouse rock song about suffrage. <laughs> yeah, I I'm so glad that I'm so glad this gets interrupted. Yeah. So So uh Josie and Verano sing and then Ethel comes in and starts handing out flyers and this is amazing. Uh, Veronica gets one of the flyers, and it has like all the things like, oh, she knew about Southside High beforehand and all this. And instead of you know, taking this flyer that has no proof on it, just a list of accusations, and be like, that's absurd. What do you mean? She's like, where did you get this information? It's all true, Ethel. How? I'm just confirming everything you just said. Yeah. To this entire room of people. It's great. Like, into the mic. She's just like, how did you get this information about me? That's totally true, Ethel. God. Veronica, learn how to... Just not. Yeah, it would have been so easy just to be like, that's not true, and it would have been her word against uh, Ethel, who's not a very popular person at the school. I think it would have worked in her favor. But instead, uh, Betty's like, yo, what the fuck? I can't be a part of this now. Um, and Kevin's like, for the vine. And then uh, Ethel, the big twist, Ethel's like, thanks for all the uh, info, Josie. And Josie's like, no problem, they fucked my mom. I'm gonna fuck them back. Uh this episode is so exhausting. <laughs> I really love that there's a bunch of uh vote for Reggie posters in the girls' bathroom. I really love that fact. Yeah. Well that I can I can just see like Reggie's like thought process leading to me like, no, I gotta get these posters in the girls' bathroom. This is where the money is. <laughs> um but yep, it's just Veronica trying to uh rationalize her choices. Oh, I just noticed Veronica's poster in the corner there where she's wearing the Wonder Woman tiara. Ugh. Ugh, God. Yeah. But Betty pretty rather's like, um, no, you lied and manipulated all of us. I can't trust anything you're saying right now. Bye. 
And then we get down. And then Hermione's like, hey, hey, Veronica, told you so. Fucking told you so. Hey, I told you so. To be fair, like, like Hermione knows her daughter well enough that if she's condescending and be like, be a adorable little obedient daughter, she's going to do the opposite. Because every single time she does something like that, she does the opposite. Every time. On this show, she's done it each time. Yeah. But Also, then Veronica's like, I needed something as a shield. You don't understand what it's like going to school like this when you're my parents, Mom. And it really just sounds like really self-absorbed and whiny when your parents are building a private prison. It does not garner sympathy for me. Also, what do you, like, whenever someone gets sent to the private prison from the town for trumped-up charges, that's not going to shield you if you're the president, uh, the student president, body president. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the logic of that. Although, also, it's not, it's probably not going to be mostly townies. They're probably going to be importing them well, from gonna, upstate New York. Yeah, but... Or upstate to, from New York, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Oh, and then Chick shows uh, Alice Betty's dark Betty wig. <laughs> and uh, probably read her diary because she knows that she fucks Jughead wearing it. Um, although he says it was just a guess. And here's another example of people just admitting things they didn't have to admit. Yeah, because... Uh, also, Betty, maybe stop just writing everything down in your diary and not securing that somewhere. <laughs> your mom's read it. Chick's read it. You just gotta stop, girl. So... Now, um, apparently the rest of the serpents, um... So, I don't think this is how a chain-in works. <laughs> no. Yeah, all the serpents have unchained themselves to go, uh, warm up with some coffee. No, that's... Uh, because it's nighttime and they're cold. Well, I mean, to be fair, this would be the safest time to do it. Yeah. But I'm... Okay, wait, I'm wait, wait, pretty wait, we need sure, I mean... Wait, we need a pause. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's... Okay. <laughs> so, so, all right. So, FPS come with uh, burgers from Pops for everyone chained up. But, of course, no one there is there but Jughead. And so, he's like, it's just you and me, boy. I'm not going to tell anyone that you broke your strike. Just have a fucking burger. And then, we have a shot of... Uh, let's reverse a little, rewind a little bit. All right. So, uh, he says, I'm not going to tell anyone that you broke your hunger strike. We have a shot of Jughead, an insert of Jughead, putting down a wrapper with half a burger in it. Right? And then with like a bunch of other crumpled rappers next by, and then we pan up and we see Jughead chewing. Okay. So I think we could I think for all the rappers that he has in his closer vicinity, we could count technically. We don't see him eating it though. That's the thing. Yeah. So it's either one. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I have labeled this category burgers Jughead has eaten. So that is a good question. We have evidence that he's eaten more than one. Also, uh, let me rewind it a little bit again. Let me get a shot of those uh, rappers. Okay. Because this is this is important. All right. So at least three rappers. It looks like here. Yeah. Yeah. I see three. Yeah. Yeah. I see three. If you count the checkered parts. Um. Yeah, if you count the checkered parts, because I imagine it probably has foil with a checkered part yeah. around it, so. Yeah. It doesn't. The grease doesn't get on the outside. Yeah. Uh, so three burgers. I mean, he's chewing. So he's clearly eating a burger at least here. And FP 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 has a burger, I think. Yeah, well. I mean FP said he had like a dozen burgers because he was he bought them for all the serpents. Yeah, so he, so so yeah, so we I guess okay. Do you want to add three? 
Because we have evidence of it. Mm, I guess we... I don't know. I'm split because also we don't really actually see him bite into a burger. And that's like really what I'm after. But uh, he did eat three burgers here. They didn't just talk about it. So I guess I guess we could do it. I'll bump him up to five. Uh, five in 29 episodes is not a great ratio for Jughead as a character, but all right. Also, I think we didn't talk about whatever he did say he was going on hunger strike. Uh, Archie yeah. says, because this is not a trait that was shown on the show at all. But you oh, eat yeah. all the time. He loves, yeah, he says uh, Jackhead likes a cause almost as much as he likes burgers. <laughs> I'm just like, that is not evident. There are so many scenes where you could show him eating a burger, and they have it. Damn, did did Cole Sprouse just like fight them on having to eat things? Because uh, Skeet over here just took an actual bite on camera. Oh, Skeet. Which I understand. Skeet is eating. Like, he's actually yeah. eating. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to chew this and spit it out, yeah. you know. And they're gonna edit Which it. I understand is like really fucking annoying for actors when they have to eat on screen. Because if you get the take wrong, you have to eat it again. And again. And again. So they try to avoid it when possible. But like, look at Skeet being a fucking pro here. And actually eating on camera. Which, which, is, um, which I think is actually a sign of a good actor. Where they can actually yeah. eat and like, you know, still be, you know, emote really well. Because we, we, yeah. we mentioned this on Into the Badlands several times yeah. with uh, Quinn. Yeah, it is both that you're able to emote while chewing and like say your lines, but also, yeah, anyone who flubs a take, and you know, you can take, you can do, you know, like fifty takes of a scene, uh, sometimes, and so to have to take a bite each take is it adds up. So yeah. actors prefer not to do it, but I mean, you're Jughead, you're supposed to eat burgers. Also, also he has proven that he's a good enough actor. Yeah. Also, this is a good scene because it's real cute. Oh, he oh. did pick up another burger. Yeah, he did. So, do you want to count that one? I'm not going to count that okay. one. He didn't take a bite out of it. Okay, okay. I mean, okay. See, I don't know how loose we're going to be on that one because we have gotten almost nothing. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a bigger thing. No. I mean, he has finally started eating burgers, but yeah, it's not it's not huge. Um, Here's a family dinner scene at the Andrews where fucking Mama Andrews goes the fuck off on Archie. Like, I was feeling the heat watching it. I, I felt like I was being scolded. God bless Molly Ringwald. Yeah, like, she's just like, yo, the only good person in this town is your goddamn father. Open yeah. your goddamn ears. Yeah. I, I might put this whole thing in, because it's just such a good dressing down. And Archie looks so fucking uncomfortable during all of it, which he should. Uh, fucking mom is here now, and she's not playing. She's gonna mom you. Alright, she may not believe in what he's fighting for. Well, I'm not sure he's fighting for anything, Dad. And I think he's mostly fighting against Mr. Lodge, like a lot of people in this town who are afraid. Archie. Afraid? Afraid of what? Afraid of having a vision, of seeing what has to be done and doing it. I hope that you're not referring to your father, Archie. This man who broke rocks when he was in high school to support his family when his dad was sick. A man who saw what had to be done and did it. 
and built a business out of nothing. One that pays for this house and the food you eat every day. And for your information, your father had and has a vision for Riverdale. One that doesn't, thank God, end up with everyone working in a penal colony. Now, you don't have to side with your dad, okay? You can side with Hiram Lodge, even though he's a crook and has no intention of letting your father out of that contract, by the way. You can do that. That is your right. But I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and listen to you disrespect him. She fucking leaves the table. Mic drop. And you know it's bad when mom leaves the table. Also, they were eating Chinese. Again, very consistent on that bit of world building. It's always either pizza or Chinese for the Andrews. Well, well, maybe that's why our Archie is, like, working out every other scene we see him when he's not actively doing something. Because, like, he eats a lot of takeout. Yeah. He needs to get that deficit so it Sounds up. like maybe, like, exclusively takeout. <laughs> So this is what I mentioned earlier. Like, it's a little insert scene where we have Alice. Would you count this as popping in with some bullshit? It's not like yelly bullshit, but it is kind of yeah, some no. bullshit. Uh, I, I need her to be aggro for okay. me to count it. I, I need her to be at 100. Yeah, so, but she basically comes in and be like, hey, I know, you know, fucking is a thing that you do. Are you at least being safe? Right. Let's have the talk, basically. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty straightforward. Like, yep. This this is where she mentions the allure of Jones men and implies what well, basically confirms she and FBF hooked up in the past. Oh, uh, maybe they'll she hook up says, in the future. Chick, yeah, she says Chick is definitely not FP's kid, though. Don't get that twisted. Hmm, I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, Cheryl is reading the turn of the screw. I don't know what that is, but um, if uh, I'm she's... wait, can we look that up real quick? Because I think it's a yeah. I think it's a. C.S. Lewis book? I did not know he wrote things other than Narnia. He did. Oh, nope, it's by Henry James. Henry James, okay. Um, right, let me let me get the synopsis real quick. Yeah, It's interesting to see the books that they show on screen, because I'm wondering if they're trying to make an actual reference, or it's just like, hey, this is... I, I feel like sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. This, uh, this looks like it is uh, gothic fiction um, from 1898. Let's look at the plot. Okay. On Christmas Eve, an unnamed narrator and some of their friends are gathered around a fire. One of them, Douglas, reads a manuscript written by his sister's late governess. The manuscript tells the story of how the young governess is hired by a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after the death of their parents. He lives mainly in London, but also has a country house, uh, Bly. The boy, Miles, is attending a boarding school while his younger sister, Flora, is living in a country house in Essex, where she is cared for by Mrs. Gross, the housekeeper. Flora's uncle, the governess's new employer, is uninterested in raising the children and gives her full charge, explicitly stating that she is not to bother him with communications of any sort. The governess travels to Bly and begins her duties. Miles returns from school for the summer, just after a letter arrives from the headmaster, stating that he has been expelled. Miles never speaks of the matter, and the governess is hesitant to raise the issue. She fears there is some horrible secret behind the expulsion, but is too charmed by the boy to want to press the issue. Soon after, the ground of the estate soon after around the grounds of the estate the governess begins to see figures of a man and woman whom she does not recognize the figures come and go at will without being challenged by other members of the house and they seem to the seem to be supernatural she learns from mrs gross that the governess's predecessor miss jessel and another employee peter quint had had a close relationship before their deaths peter or jesse and quint spent much time with flora and miles um the governess thinks they're, they're ghosts 
Without permission, Flora leaves the house. While Miles plays music for the governess, the governess knows Flora's absent and goes with Mrs. Gross to search for her. They find her on the shore of a nearby lake, and the governess is convinced that Flora has been talking to a ghost, to the ghost of Mrs. Jessel. When the governess finally confronts Flora, the girl denies seeing the ghost and asks not to see the new governess again. Mrs. Gross takes Flora away to her uncle, leaving the governess with Miles, who that night at last talks to her about his expulsion. The ghost of Quint appears to the governess at the window. The governess shields Miles, who attempts to see the ghost. The governess tells Miles he is no longer controlled by the ghost, and then finds that Miles has died in her arms. Uh, so, no, I don't think it's super relevant. Mm, see, for a little bit, I'm just like, okay, okay. You know, there's something, yeah. and then, you know. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think it was just like, um, we've given Cheryl this, like, gothic, uh, classic gothic, not like mall goth, gothic vibe. Let's have her read some gothic fiction, I think, was the entirety of that thought process. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a, uh, so we get uh, Dr. Masters again. Um, yep, he's back. Oh, right, he found trace amounts of a paralytic poison derived from tannis root in her tea, or in her bloodstream. Um, but he's like, oh, but then your mother explained it to me. She has sundowners, and she just chews on paralytic roots uh, sometimes. That's fine. Checks out. Um, and then Cheryl's like, no, you don't understand. You have to help me. Um, but then before she can explain, Penelope comes in and says, shut the fuck up. You're tired. We're taking her away. Bye. Yeah, and I think this is... Do you think... This is the part where she pretty much, uh, Penelope... Decides, hey, I'm going to just send you away because you're being annoying and not letting me yeah, do my well, bad stuff. Yeah, and kind of figured out uh, that. See, the thing is, I don't think it was even like really motivated by Penelope's homophobia. I think like get your daughter committed to get her out of the way works just as well as murdering your daughter. So I think it was just like kind of a nice uh, opportunity for her. If we. OK, so if they're in like New York, have, did they mm-hmm. ban conversion therapy yet? Uh, well, I mean, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy also are, like, off the books with it. They're not, like, a legal... Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like it's... Remember, they're, like, they're, like, a place for troubled young girls is is what they do. So it's not technically conversion therapy. That's kept hush-hush. Okay. Um, but Jake, uh, then explains, um... Actually, you're the one screwed if you go to the police about the body, because I never touched the body. You and your mom are the ones who hit it. Uh, if they do forensics, it's your DNA that's going to show up. I'm in control. Look at me. I'm the captain. Yep. And then uh, Penelope is driving Cheryl in a very nice red car uh, to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Uh, and Cheryl's explaining uh, the whole plot about paralyzing Nana Rose and pushing her down the stairs and how it's all connected. And Penelope gaslights her a little bit. Um, on our way to conversion therapy, you know, as one does. Yeah. I never liked driving. I never liked days. driving in um in in a lot of shows and stuff cuz like you can tell they're um you can tell that it's like green screened or something yeah. in the back. And like it's just like you don't look away from uh, from the road that long. Right, people look away for a really long time in TV shows, and sometimes it stresses me out. <laughs> and it's just like, you're going to crash. Sometimes they play on that, and they do crash. So. Yeah. Which is why then it makes me even more stressed out when people do it. It's like, oh god, it's going to be one of the ones where they crash. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, then we get to Hiram and Archie. Um, and yeah. and Archie is trying to uh, renege because he <laughs> most recently talked to his mother. But Hiram's like, you made an oath to me, Archie. You cut your hand. You remember that? Also, remember, I'm your dad now. Yeah. Um, so Archie uh, then kind of negotiates a deal that uh, he will help get Jughead off the building in exchange. Uh, Hiram's going to cut Fred uh, free and out of out of the business with large industries without a uh, protracted legal battle. Um, and Hiram agrees. And so it's, uh, you know, daytime, big old protest. Uh, apparently the Southside community has decided that actually, yes, we do want to save this school. Because <laughs> people are chanting uh, and supporting them. But then Archie and the wrestling team come through with bolt cutters. Um, and then Jughead, again, I think doesn't really understand what, like, a chain is about. And it's just like, oh, Quick note, uh, FP willing to fucking fight a kid. Oh my god. Good for him. You know what? I would be glad if FP threw hands at Archie, because maybe he would get in his head, stop listening to Hiram. Yeah. Jughead just lets Archie cut him off, because he's like, it's symbolism. When really, no, the point is that you were physically stopping demolition with your bodies. That's like the point of it. (laughs) It's not a symbolic gesture, Jughead. You were like, physically preventing the demolition of this building. Yeah. Also, also, if this was uh, not in a TV show, the cops would have probably maced them and then cut their uh, cut their chains off oh, and dragged yeah. them. Oh, one thousand percent. If one of them breathed, they would have too set much. a curfew and then said, "You're breaking curfew," and then beat the shit out of them. Yep. And that's if uh, one of one of the cops didn't get scared all of a sudden and shot one of them. Yeah. I mean, none of them are black, so less chance of that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe not, one of not them, a zero chance of that. One of them might be autistic. I mean, they love shooting white autistic kids. Mm, true. Yeah. I mean, but they're like chained up, so they're not like moving or anything. I don't mm, know. I don't know. I, I I think I think there's still you know, uh, the same chance that a woman's not getting, or sorry, not a woman, but a spouse of a cop's not getting beaten. Uh, so about a forty percent chance that they oh. would not kill, okay, or would kill. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So we get uh. Betty and uh art Betty and uh Jughead at uh, FP's place, and um, they're hanging out like a boyfriend and girlfriend, and he's kind of commiserating. Mm-hmm. With her, and uh. Um, and this is where Jackhead announces that he also wants to run for student body president, marking the third uh, candidacy of this episode. Oh, he, he says he wants Betty to be his co-president, not vice president. That's cute. Not how student body president works, but hmm. cute. Yeah. I'd say, you know, you know, Jughead, Jughead's a... Jack gets kind of cute in this scene. I don't know. They're acting real like they're acting like teenagers. I think mm. this one. Um. Yeah, Betty pretty much is like, "Yo, can I be your live-in girlfriend, please?" Um, I don't like my house. I, yeah, yeah. I, I chicks chicks too much for me right now. Yeah. And Jack is like, "Fuck yeah, bro! <laughs> you kidding me?" Um, and then we have the fourth candidacy. Of this episode, 
as Fred reveals that the only thing holding him back was his legal thing with Lodge Industries, and now that that has been cleared up, he is free to run for mayor as well. <laughs> Although also, yes, uh, Molly Ringwald is going to be staying around, helping clean up some uh, paperwork for Fred, and who knows? Maybe something else. Ooh. And this is a next episode. I'm calling it. Hiram's going to be like, I need you to stab your, your father in his sleep. Make it look, <laughs> make it look like he did on accident, please. Um, and so then Tony's looking for Cheryl and Penelope says that she went to boarding school in Switzerland, uh, which Tony doesn't buy, but too bad. And, uh, as you might surmise from this, Ooh, cute shoes, Tony. Um, Tony's going to be the one investigating where Cheryl went. And then, uh, just in case you didn't get it yet, here, um, we have the nun or whatever come in and be like, yes, this is gay conversion therapy. Don't worry. She's in pigtails for some reason. I don't understand. This it's weird. so uncomfortable. It's very weird. It's so uncomfortable. Because, like, she's a good enough actress for you to see fear in her eyes. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is, don't tell me about gay conversion therapy. In a show about teens finding serial killers and stuff, please. Yeah. Yeah, the big tail, the pigtails make this like far more uncomfortable than it already is. I think because it's like, why, why have you like infant, uh, infantilized her like this? She wasn't wearing those pigtails when she got here. Like, why, why this? And uh, that's that's the stinger they decided to end on. You know, you could have padded it out with one extra seed there. Yeah, they had, like, fucking three different stingers. They had Jughead uh, announcing his election campaign. They had Fred announcing his election campaign. Decided to end on the conversion therapy. I don't know. Feels like you could have done one of the other ones, but, uh, (laughs) alright. Yeah. So, I guess our segment right now is we're just gonna... I guess for this season, for this mm-hmm. season ver- version of the uh, uh, um, the cast, well, I guess we could just choose a couple of uh, characters and just uh, make them into D and D characters. We're not gonna fully stat them or anything. We're just gonna okay, talk sure. vaguely around it. All right. Um, but well, okay. So we have to do, I guess, a couple of the main cast. So do you want to do like uh, we can do a power couple. We can do uh, Archie and Veronica. Sure, yeah, let's start with Archie and Veronica. Yeah, so. Hmm. So for Archie, I wanna go I wanna go fighter. Or paladin. Yeah, shit. Spoiler, season three does slot him in as a paladin. But I kinda um, want and I do think it makes a lot of sense. Mm, see, he's a lawful stupid paladin though. He's like a he's like yeah, a three point five paladin. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a lawful stupid paladin. I don't know, uh, he'd probably be, uh, I need to see what the oaths are. Uh, Paladin. I don't remember. I don't play Paladins that often, because... (laughs) Shockingly, no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, our listener Jackson does, though. Uh, Jackson could probably tell, tell me about all the, all the oaths. Um, it would be an oath, it'd be whatever oath would be... The one where you just have to be follow whoever's in charge. Yeah, uh, 
I found a page where it was like explaining builds and not like what the uh, flavor text of the oaths are. Let me try again. Um, let's see. Do 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 do. Spellcasting, divine, sacred oath, sacred oaths. Okay, so we have where where's the flavor, dog? Man, why are all these sites like not giving me the flavor? Yeah, we went. The, I want the flavor. We went the seasoning. We wanna we wanna taste it. Uh, our Dungeon Dragons, all six official Paladin subclasses. Uh, this is like an article on thegamer.com, so maybe this will have it. Alright, so here we have Oath of the Crown. Uh, this is for Paladins who believe in the ideals of civilization above all else. It is society and it's just laws that matter most and work to safeguard their civilization against interlopers and barbarous tribes. Uh, then we have Oath of Redemption. This is, uh, pure and traditional in terms of roleplay design. Uh, that's not what I care about. Uh, the Oath of Redemption can be one of the most interesting choices, challenging hitting opponent. Uh, sorry, Redemption Paladin strive for peaceful resolution even in the middle of a chaotic situation. I guess is the flavor for that. Then we have Oath of Vengeance, which is, uh... Taking the oath of vengeance puts the paladin on a path to punish all who would commit grievous sin. If someone has been wronged, be it by small goblins or intimidating dragons, vengeful paladins look to set things right through physical confrontation. And we have Oath of the Ancients. Uh, this is for those who wish to protect all that is good everywhere, adorned by insignia and decoration that looks like a druid. Uh, ancient paladins gain abilities benefiting commitment to preserving nature. Uh, then we have Oath of Conquest. These are... Uh, completely evil in everything but name, consorting with the powers of the Nine Hells and with many supporting Archdevil... Uh, and many supporting the Archdevil Bell, Warlord of Avernus. This oath is anything but born... Okay, so it's evil paladins. Um, and then uh, the... Oath of Devotion is, uh, craves only the most ideal version of justice, virtue, and order. They are known as Cavaliers, White Knights, and Holy Warriors. Those who take the Oath of Devotion can expect, a uh, uh, that's mechanical stuff. Um, alright, so we have, um, I think he might be Vengeance, uh, actually. Yeah, he might be Ven. I think Vengeance is, makes the most sense. I was gonna go by Crown. At first, yeah, but especially, especially uh, during the Black Hood part, he was full vengeance. Like when he started the Red Circle and everything, that's that was an oath of vengeance. Yeah, and it's it. He seems see, but, but he's changed track now. It's whoever talks to a blast. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's still in a way motivated by vengeance. I think. Um, but it is also very much now more a little more hierarchical and um. He seems a little confused, yeah. Okay, well, let, let's let's say this then. He 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 is mm -hmm. a paladin with the path of vengeance. Um, okay. But he has a very very low wisdom score, so everyone could trick him. Sounds about right. Okay. Sounds like Archie. What what weapon do you think he'd have? Um. Oh. Hmm. See, see, I want to go. I almost want to go like he's he's just an unarmed paladin. Like he just goes fisticuffs. I mean, he has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. And he's very comfortable with guns now. Yeah. I mean, he's used a bat before. He's used guns. He's used his fists. Mm, maybe he uses a club. 
like a fancy club. Because you see, you, I could see that. Yeah, like you, we could also just get what is a baseball bat than a fancy club? Yeah, yeah. So okay, you know, he he uses a baseball bat basically. Okay. Okay. And uh, so then Veronica. Uh, also, he has he he has higher decks than he does um strength. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because he's a, he's a twonk. Or no twink. Yeah. He's 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 verging yeah. on twonk. Yeah, he's twonk cussed. <laughs> yeah. Twink twonk cussed. Yeah. Uh so then for Veronica, uh either a rogue or a caster of some sort, right? That's oh, my immediate okay. major. She is one hundred percent a warlock and her patron is high. Yeah. Rock. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> For sure, that's really good. I like oh, that. What type of? But what would it be? I think it would be. Um, there's the one that's about. Um, see, I haven't looked. See, the thing is, I haven't looked at the uh, at the at the handbook in forever. Sorry, I have a print off of the warlock part of the handbook because I was playing a warlock in your game uh, way back when. So uh, I have all the classes right here. Yeah, I think it, there's one specifically about enchantment and stuff like that. Uh, so the three uh, kind of subpaths you can take are otherworldly. Uh, there's the archfiend, sorry, archfiend, uh, the Cthulhu one, and the fiend, or sorry, archfey, fiend, and great old one. So the archfey, uh, your patron is a lord or lady of the fey, a creature of legend who holds secrets that were forgotten before the mortal races were born. This means motivations are often inscrutable and sometimes whimsical and might involve striving for greater magical power or settling of age-old grudges. Uh, beings of this sort include Prince of the Forest, Queen of the Air, etc., etc. The Fiend is uh, from the lower planes of existence, a being whose aims are evil. Even if you strive uh, against those aims, such beings desire the corruption or destruction of all things, ultimately including you. Fiends are powerful enough to forge a pack. Uh, fiends that are powerful enough to forge a pack include demon lords such as Demogorgon, Orcas, Fraz, Urblue, Baphomet, um, that arch devils as well. And then, of course, the great old ones are uh, mysterious entities whose nature is utterly foreign to the fabric of reality. It might come from the far realm, the space beyond reality, or it could be one of the elder gods known only in legends. Its motives are incomprehensible to mortals, and its knowledge so immense and ancient that even the greatest libraries pale in comparison to the vast secrets it holds. Hmm. Um, that one's pretty... So it's not that one. No, it's not no? that one. No. Okay. No. I I think Archfey, maybe? Archfey? I think Archfey might be it. Yeah. Because, like, a big thing about this season was, like, oh, what's Hiram's plan? We don't know what Hiram's plan is. Uh, and I, I kind of feel like... You know, that fits. Yeah, so yeah, so Hiram is definitely the patron. Um mm -hmm. and she probably uses a bunch of like uh enchantment and beguiling stuff. Because she does do a lot yeah. of she does do a lot of convincing people to do things against their interests. Yeah. Oh, and, and warlocks are charisma based, which totally fits. Oh yeah, she's definitely charisma based. Also, yeah. I do want to bring up this one little point because we're pretty much done with this part. Mm-hmm. And this was brought up on TikTok, and I've been thinking about it. Enchantment, <laughs> right. enchantment magic should be looked down more upon than necromancy, because okay. it's all about taking consent away from people. Oh, like at least with necromancy, it's already dead. You know, yeah, like I the guess. worst thing you have is you're desecrating a grave, but a lot of times people don't give a shit about it. 
but necromancy but like but like enchantment magic is all about i'm going to literally make you do what i want you to do or i'm gonna gaslight you into doing something or i'm gonna make you forget something i did or something like that and you know it's kind of kind of shitty when you think about it is is that like fine and D and D lore. I don't know anything about the actual lore of D and D, so um, I have no idea it does, how it's supposed to be treated. Uh, I think I think necromancy is generally treated worse. I think. Um, okay. But I know in the future, I think whenever I DM games, uh, enchantment magic is going to be almost illegal because it's literally bad. It's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. that being said, yeah. So Veronica definitely does enchantment magic though. <laughs> All right. She doesn't have there to. You go. She doesn't have to with Archie because she just says something and he rolls. She could just automatically get over it. Yeah, she can just roll a persuasion on that one. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, you watched Marbles? Uh, you know what? I haven't watched Marbles again. I'm sorry. Give me. I need to. Well. To be fair, I'm. You know. uh, I'm having a lot of. Uh, I'm. I'm having a day. I'm having multiple weeks, I should say. Um, <laughs> so I will, I will load that up right now. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch. I'll watch it. We'll, we'll have a, in, a robust discussion of of Marble League. Um, but that's about it, I guess. For me. All right. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, uh, do, you, do you have anything you'd like to recommend to the the listeners? To now, um, let me see what I watched lately, because I did watch something. Oh, I would recommend playing Low Greg uh, Rogue Legacy Two. Hmm. It's 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 like if Rogue Legacy One was better. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's fun. Also, if you're bad at mm-hmm. games, it, you could, you know, it's like, it's kind of like how Hades is. You could be bad at it for a long time, but eventually you'll get there and it doesn't make you feel bad yeah. about it. You know, I, I played a bit of Rogue Legacy one. I didn't like that progression loop as much as I like Hades, but I've seen some footage of Rogue Legacy two and it seems neat. If you like that sort of game, it looks like it'd be really fun. It, it fixed a lot of, it fixed a lot of the uh, issues I had with uh, Rogue Legacy one and uh, mm. like, the fact that sometimes you turn around backwards all of a sudden is oh, not there. Yeah. It's real good. I love that that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it looks good. I don't know. Play Rogue League sure. 2. It's fun. Um, and uh, I just started a show on Netflix called Lupin, um, which is a kind of modern inspired by, you know, the famous gentleman thief Lupin. Um, it's about a uh, Singalese immigrant whose dad was wrongfully arrested for a theft, maybe. Uh, and now he's all grown up and he's been inspired by Lupin, the last book his dad got him before he went to jail and died, um, to become this like cool gentleman thief. And now he's trying to figure out the mystery of his uh, who framed his dad, basically. Oh. And I've watched like three episodes. Seems pretty cool. Okay. Hopefully. It's, uh, it's French. Okay, hopefully it doesn't get weirdly racist against Muslims towards the end. Yeah, uh, sure hope so. Yeah. If there's one thing I know about the French, weirdly racist against Muslims. <laughs> Not the same American way. Uh, different type of, the French racism. <laughs> yeah, you know, it turns out every country has racism. It's just a different flavor, and it's always shocking yeah. when you find it out. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Um, is it my turn? It is your turn. Does that sound right? All right. Um, in that case, thank you all for listening, and uh, remember to vote Reg for Prez. Yeah, I got some bets for that shake. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. Video Jiggalo, a webcam boy, a, a cyber trick. <laughs>